we, we all kind of came up together and like yeah. once we realized that we were starting to become different people that was where a lot of like weirdness came in but sure. now I think you know, like I said most of us are you know dads and husbands and now it's just like dude you know we, we love doing this we come together and we do this but that doesn't mean that we have to be the same person you're listening to It's All Dead a podcast about the music we love and why we love it I'm Kyle Hawk. Welcome to It's All Dead. I'm Kyle Hawk, Editor-in-Chief at itsalldead.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, I always start the podcast, I feel like, by saying I'm really excited about today's show, but I uh, and, and I always am. But today I'm even more excited because uh, I've got a really fun interview to share with you, uh, something I think, you know, all, all of our listeners will enjoy, but I know I, I enjoyed it probably as much as anybody will. Um, if you listen to this podcast, if you come to our site, um, you're probably aware that Under Oath is my favorite band and has been for a, a very long time now, probably going on 15 years or more. I've written about the band a lot over the years and actually got my first major regular writing gig uh, with Pop Matters by reviewing Disambiguation back in 2010. So um, Under Oath is a band that I am quite well versed in. And recently, of course, the band put out their first album in eight years called Erase Me, which uh, we gave a great review to. And uh, it's an album I feel strongly about, really believe in. And uh, it's just such an exciting thing to have Under Oath uh, back in my life, but uh, also kind of doing things on their terms, which I think has been a really fantastic uh, story for... um, the music scene this year. So the band is in the midst of their No Fix tours in support of the new album. And I recently had the chance to travel to Fort Wayne, Indiana, my first time ever visiting there, uh, to see the band perform. And before the show, I got a chance to talk with Chris Dudley, who handles keyboards, electronics, synthesizers, all that fun stuff for Under Oath. He's been in the band, uh, I believe, since around 2001, 2002. Um, but he is a member of Under Oath that really makes that band special in a way that so many other bands uh, from that scene progress his role and, and uh, his contributions to Under Oath over the years has just been fantastic. And I, I truly believe that his work on Erase Me is the best work that he's done. So I was excited to get a chance to talk with him. He was really gracious um, and, and was really fantastic to talk to. As you're going to hear in the interview, you're going to get a, a really good feel for where Under Oath is at right now, where they've come from, what they've learned. Um, and I think it's just a, an incredible interview. But also later in the night, I would find out that it was actually Chris's birthday on the day that I interviewed him. So not only did he take, you know, quite a while to chat with me and uh, get in deep on some really cool topics, but it was also his birthday. So he really didn't have to do it. But I'm very thankful to him for uh, uh, taking the time to chat. And I, I think you'll enjoy the interview. So let's go ahead and jump in. This is Chris Dudley of Under Oath. We are here in uh, in Fort Wayne, halfway through the No Fix tour, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, you've been back on tour for a while. You guys mm-hmm. have been since 2015 back on the road. But mm-hmm. this is the first time in a while back on the road with new music. Like, how, yes. what has it been like? How has that felt? Uh, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like, you know, we did... Um we did a tour in 2016. Um, that was kind of like our first thing that we had done back. Um, and then we did a uh, we did a support tour <clears throat> last year. But then now we're you know actually 
on stage playing like new stuff and I think for any band that's always like a a fun thing because it's kind of like unworn territory yeah. and you know you, you ha- I don't think you've really understood what a song is completely in my experience anyway until you uh, play it live and so that's been really cool kind of seeing like the life that these songs take in a live setting and it's been it's been really cool and playing the songs yeah. is a lot of fun so sure. yeah so you're a, a band that's spent a lot of time on the road over the years. What's what's the difference between being on tour now versus being on tour in 2004? For you? Um, it's a lot different um, in all good ways, though. I mean, we we used to be like one of those road dog bands where it's like we toured and that's all we did. Yeah. You know, we would be on tour, you know, ten months a year. Um, but now, you know, we've got you know we've got families and kids and all that stuff and. We we had gotten to a point in our career before we broke up, where we just we were on tour because we you know kind of in hindsight I think we kind of felt obligated to be on tour. It wasn't a thing where we were truly appreciating it and uh, realizing that we get to do it. It was more like well this is just kind of what we've always right. done. But now you know now that we're back together, we kind of have an agreement that we we're not being obligated to tour more than three months a year so now it's like we're at home for basically nine months a year and so when we get to go out on tour it's like we're doing it because we get to Mm. and we are we're not getting to that point we're just like oh my gosh i want to go home you know it's like you know it we're you know we're in fort wayne indiana and i'm waking up in the morning being like wow this is cool where it's like (laughs) 10 years ago, it would have been like, uh, I just want to call my wife or, yeah. you know, do something. So, you know, it, it's cool. You know, I think we just have a, you know, a newfound appreciation for everything involved, for the live show, for the, the traveling, for all of it. So it's yeah. cool. That's one of the things I was going to ask about because you guys have been known. I mean, even your peers talk about under oath go 100 miles an hour all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I was wondering if it was hard to not fall back into old habits, even with, you know, press cycles and new music and all, all this stuff. But it sounds like you, you've got a pretty good headspace about all of it. So. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're trying. I think, you know, we, we've made a conscious effort to not spend our mental energy on things that are not either writing music or playing music. Um, you know, every, everything from dumb stuff like T-shirt designs or tour routings or all that stuff. Like literally, we, you know, we find people who we know are really good at what they do and we pay them to do those things. That way we can just go on tour and have yeah. fun and like not have to like, you know, feel like the entire, entire weight of everything under oath is on the six of right. us. So it's that that's helped out a whole lot. Yeah. So very cool. So. Race Me's been out for a little over a month, I guess, I or so, about yeah. a month. Mm-hmm. Um, great opening week. Yeah. I mean, it's all around. I mean, there's no way to look at this other than just a huge success for yeah, you guys. it's pretty crazy. To have it out now, after the band had broken up, after you probably assumed we're not making music again, how does mm-hmm. it feel now to be like, wow, we did this. It's out there. It's awesome. Like, it's, it, it, again, that's a, a huge breath of fresh air as well, you know, being able to have a creative outlet for so long after not having one, I think is great in general. Um, and also I think what we're finding on this record in particular, um, is there's a lot of people who are contacting us and saying that it's connecting with them on a level, like on a personal level, because, you know, Spencer and Aaron were really transparent in the lyrics about, you know, things that they were going through, 
and you know they were you know when the lyrics were being written they were both going through a pretty pretty rough spot um so that feels great because we've been having people coming up and just saying how you know they needed to hear it and it's helped them through one thing or another and that's been that's been really really cool and i think that there's just this greater conversation that's going on as far as we're concerned now just about um you know with with all the you know musicians now with uh, you know just seems like every other day you hear about somebody killing themselves whether it's intentional or unintentional and um you know spencer was in a spot you know he's stated publicly that you know where he was right along you know along that path of you know doing that and so that that conversation that's now being had as far as we're concerned is really really cool and the fact that you know the album has been able to bring about some of that is is awesome that's great and you know obviously i mean i spencer and aaron i've read several interviews they've done and it's all been really great and i think they've communicated really well what this album is about one of the reasons i wanted to speak with you specifically is because i realized as you know i'm several listens in on erase me and i'm you know kind of formulating how i'm going to write about this it kind of hits me and i'm like wow this is chris's best work and then i think but I said that after disambiguation, and I said it after Lost in the Sound of Separation, and I said it after Define the Great Line. I don't know if I can name a single musician from a band specifically that I was like, this person got better every single album. I mean, how hard is it for you to, like, eight years separate from the last time you've written for Under Oath to snap back in and still do the kind of work that you did that still feels so fresh and new, even when the music has changed? Well, I appreciate the kind words, first of all. Um, but second of all, I think the, the reason that this record is so much it's on my end you know it's it's a lot more there's a lot more to it electronically there's a lot more electronics in it i think is a lot has to do with the the fact that we did break up because you know for for so long i would only write music when it came time for under oath to write yeah because um you know i've said numerous times like it was if it was like a cycle that we had of of touring and writing and recording. So I just, honestly, I never wanted to write at all until it came time for under oath to write. Then I'm like, all right, well we're writing a new record. So now I'll start writing. But when we broke up, like I realized like that I just had a desire to write music again, just for the sake of writing music. And I worked on a lot of stuff and I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, so over those years of, of, you know, being at home and not being in a band, I started actually like rediscovering my love for writing music. And a lot of that stuff is stuff that turned into songs on the record. So, you know, when we all came together to write the record, um, one of the first things was like, well, we've been, we haven't written a record in what eight years. So it's like, do we have material that has no hasn't gone anywhere and i i had a bunch of stuff that i brought to the table i was like well here's a bunch of electronic stuff i was working on and you know i'm i'm thankful that a lot of that stuff ended up turning into songs um so yeah i mean it's uh you know i i think it's you know a lot of uh a lot of it had to do with breaking up and you know i just i think just rediscovering a love for writing again sure i wonder how you think or if you think at all about your influence, you know, the, the first time I heard music from Chris Dudley was the opening notes of When the Sun Sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> I've come a long ways since then. Yeah. You know, but there was that period of like 2004, 2005, 2006, every new band had a keyboard player. There was somebody doing synthesizers. Yeah. You know, and, and certainly you weren't the first person to do that type of music for a heavy 100%. band. But I, but 
without a doubt, you certainly had an influence because of how big Under Oath broke at the time. Do you ever think about any of that in terms of like what your legacy would be with this? Has that pushed you to be a better writer? No, not really. I, I, I try not to spend time thinking about that sort of stuff because I think that um, I think when you spend time like dwelling on that sort of thing, it's like, man, like here's this cool thing that I did or like mm. this influence that I had. It, it really does nothing for me more than like stroke my ego, which sure. is not ne- ever a healthy thing, I don't yeah. think. Um, I think it's cool, you know, I, I definitely noticed, like, that there was that thing that happened, you know, there was a lot of, like, bands coming up, and, you know, they had, like, keyboardists and stuff, and, you know, I just think it's awesome, like, the fact that anything that I have done, if it ever made anyone else want to create something, like, I think that's that's really, really cool, because I think about when I got started, or even now, it's like, I'll look at other musicians and see things that other musicians are doing, and it just makes me want to create yeah. and if any you know if i'm able to do that for anyone i think that's that's awesome yeah. cool well you talked about the writing process being a little different this time with erase me and i've read several interviews with uh, guys in the band talking about this is the healthiest we've ever been i feel like that's been a refrain this is the healthiest under earth has ever been mm-hmm. well what, what does that mean what does that mean to you when when you say that when you hear that what do you think um i think for me it it has a lot to do with um us being older and also us being just more comfortable being who we are as people and not feeling like we have to be a certain type of person to be able to be in this unit playing music. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for me personally, it's a lot about um, uh, being less judgmental. Um, being more loving as a whole. Um, just, you know, I think just being a better person, you know, I think that we all are now able to communicate a lot more. And it's like, you know, we're all, you know, in our mid to late thirties now. And, you know, when we first got started, you know, we were, you know, teenagers in a van and like, there was like this, we, we all kind of came up together and like yeah. once we realized that we were starting to become different people that was where a lot of like weirdness came in but sure. now I think you know, like I said most of us are you know dads and husbands and now it's just like dude you know we, we love doing this we come together and we do this but that doesn't mean that we have to be the same person and you know I love each of the guys individually for who they are and you know it's just a uh, yeah, I just think it's something that comes with getting older and just yeah. being like, man, like, you know, realizing what's important and, uh, you know, realizing as far as a band dynamic goes, you know, I, I always compare it to like being married to like five other like super sure. opinionated guys. Yeah. And, you know, that's never, you know, going to be easy, but we've, you know, we're, we, we've worked a lot on it and I yeah. think it's working out really well. Something, I think one of my favorite things with the lead up to the album and it coming out that just kind of like put a smile on my face is, you know, got a single like rapture come out and immediately there's the reactions of like well this doesn't sound the same yeah my favorite thing about under oath was that every album was different i I never feel like you guys made the same album twice so it shocks me that you know eight years later people think oh they're gonna make something that i liked in 2004 that's obviously crazy (laughs) but the other interesting thing is I feel like all those people that would react that way would always come back around. I mean, do you watch that knowing like, hey, yeah, we know people are going to be grouchy about the fact that this song sounds different, but also we know that when we're on tour, they're going to be singing along, and a year from now, they're going to be loving the record. Yeah, I, I uh, definitely that first part for sure. Like, we knew 
that there's going to be a lot of people who are surprised and potentially not pumped on the new stuff. Um, but with every record we've ever done, the main thing that we try to focus on is like we want to write something that we are super pumped on right now and that we are in the studio just like laughing with each other because of how good it is and how pumped we are that we're doing it and like you know we're the ones on stage playing the songs every night so it's like if we wanted to come back and you know achieve like quote unquote success you know we could just go back and write another Darling Chasing Safety or Define the Great Line or whatever but um, that's never been who we are and you know I always point out the fact that like you know when we were writing They're Only Chasing Safety we, we were touring off a record before that that uh, it was a lot heavier we were touring with all metal bands it was like all heavy stuff we were just at a point where like we don't want to have like a heavy we, we want to like write like Jimmy World like saves the day type music but we also want it to be heavy with like screaming so let's figure out how to do that and that's what their only chasing safety became, and we we released it knowing that the the the, the, the if you want to call it a fan base that we had garnered up until that point, there was going to be a lot of people who were really bummed because like yeah. they knew us as like this really like heavy like dark band, um, and then we released it and it ended up doing really well for us, and then fast forward to when we start writing to find the right line, you know our our management and our label and everyone's like if you guys lean into the melody and lean into the pop elements of this and just push that, you guys are going to like go to the next level and this whole thing. But we're like, you know, we want to, we want to write something heavier. Like, cause that's what we're feeling. Like yeah. we're feeling like just, we want to write something dark and heavy. And we ended up writing Defining the right line. And that came out and it, there was a lot of mad 13 year old girls, but we were like pumped on what we were doing. And, and that, that album ended up connecting with a lot of people. And, it's been that that same thing with every album, and you fast forward to you know we did uh, you know Lost in Sound Separation and Disambiguation, and now with this record, like it was the same thing. We were in the studio and like we were just like, man, like we're really excited about this. And there's also going to be a lot of people who don't like it, and that's cool. Like because yeah. if, if if yeah, a guy hit me up on uh, Twitter the other day and he he commented on the fact that when the when the album came out, like when we first released the first couple singles. He was not super pumped on it because he, he thought that he wanted us to do what we had done before because right. that's what he likes about us. But then he was like, I realized that I had these connections and these memories with these old albums. And if you guys would have redone that, I would have been really pumped for like a week or a month. Sure. But then I would have just gone back to the old albums yep. because th that's what I have those memories with. But right. now since, you, since there's something new and different, I can have a whole new set of connections and a whole new set of memories with this new album yeah, and exactly. you know and we've seen a lot of like a lot of people that have been saying that same thing They're like oh at first like i wasn't sure at first i didn't like it but now i really like it because i'm taking it for the album that it is and not the album that i thought that i wanted from you so yeah, yeah. cool you know and to go along with sonic changes you mentioned you know lyrically spencer and aaron writing what they're going through i feel like a lot of people got hung up on like quotes from interviews of like you know we're dropping the Christian band thing, which I actually think was a really healthy thing, but people took something really like, I don't know, trivial and surface level and applied it somewhere where it didn't belong. Because when I listen to Erase Me, I hear a band that's being honest. I hear a band that's wrestling with what it's like to 
exist and struggle through things. And that's something I feel like that's a story Under Oath has been telling for a long time. So when I listen to Erase Me, I don't hear like a different band or something. I, I hear yeah. a band that's still still pushing forward, still going through that journey. So, I mean, do you see that as well, that people get hung up on something and then apply it to a place where it doesn't really belong? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, we, I mean, we haven't, we haven't identified as a Christian band for, since like 2011. Um, so that's been like, that's not like a new thing. Right. Um, because, you know, we, we got to the point where we realized that, you know, as far as our, our faith is concerned individually, like we were not all in a place to where we could, we could call ourselves a Christian band and have it be true and have it be honest. And so that, you know, from that point on, we, we stopped doing that because, you know, we, we value honesty above all else. And like, we're not going to get up on stage and like do something fake. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, I can understand why it is that somebody would, you know, read the lyrics to the new record and initially have like a reaction to it and potentially a negative one. If you just go from like, an old record to the new record and you're like, well, you know, you know, they were singing about this here and then now this is like something completely different. Um, but I think when you actually look at it, you know, like you said, it's, you know, if, if you look at disambiguation or loss in the sound or even define the right line, um, I mean, there's a lot of dark stuff there and it, but it, but it was a lot more, um, uh, metaphorical, I guess, in a lot of ways, sure. lyrically, you know, and, you know, Spencer's talked about that before. He's like, yeah, well, when, you know, when he did disambiguation, I was wanting to drown myself and nobody really cared a whole lot about that. But right. now that I say an F word, like then it's like a bit, you know, this, yeah. this huge thing. But um, no, I think that, um, you know, it's, it, it's, I can see, you know, that the reaction and why it would be that way. But at the same time, that honesty, that, is on this new record has been connecting with so many people and there I've seen so much good come from it that I just don't care. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just in a spot where I'm like, I'm sorry if you feel a certain way, if it's weird for you, but you know, these people that are coming up to us every night and talking about how they needed to hear what we're saying, like, yeah, that's it for us. So that's fantastic to hear and a really diplomatic response by the way you know because i as i read things and and i see the conversation my my reaction is like god i want this band to know so badly like how awesome this is what they're doing and how true it is to to who you are and i just you know so i'm glad that you're getting an opportunity to see that so yeah and i think the you know the social media thing is weird in general too because I, i was talking to to a friend of mine about this today i was just saying how you know I don't think we were ever wired as humans to be able to take in the amount of information that we do, let alone like uh, a format where the amount, like literally every person on the planet can have an opinion about something. And like the fact that there's an app on my phone where I can go and search for one word and I can find as many people's comments about me and my, my, art I guess if you want to call it that like I can just refresh all day long and I will always find a new comment whether it's positive or negative and I don't think that that's healthy like you know seeing negative stuff seeing positive stuff like I think a lot of times it's easy to focus on negative stuff just because that's human nature 
Um, you know, but when you see somebody say something that's just like, you know, meant to be hurtful or uh, meant to, you know, make us angry or something like that, that's right. one thing. And like, but even if you just read a bunch of positive stuff, like that's not good either. You know, all that's going to do is stroke your ego and make you think that you're cooler than you are. So, you know, I, I, I know the people in my life that matter to me and their opinion matters to me. And, you know, th- that's, you know, what I try to focus yeah. on. So Excellent. Yeah. So I'll wrap up with one last question. And this would normally be the spot where it'd be like, all right, the new album's out. You finished up the tour. Yeah. What happens next? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. that. What I'm going to do is say or just ask you, how good does it feel to just make this music, do this tour after everything that's happened, be able to have those friendships back, be able to do what you love and not have to worry about what comes next. It's, I, I, I've, I've talked about this almost every day on this tour. Um, Cause I'm just having this newfound perspective on just how this is like almost not even real life. It's like, I, as a job, I get to travel and I get to go play concerts in front of like thousands of people who want to see what I am doing and hanging out with my best friends getting paid to do that and then just like meeting people meeting new people getting to you know have new relationships and then like you know go to sleep whenever I want and wake up whenever I want and go eat wherever I want and it's just like in the best way possible like it's not real life like it's just like this is weird you know yeah. in, in in a cool way though like i was we were uh we were me and tim were at a festival we were playing the other day and um we were at we, there, there was like a whole tent where there was just a bunch of press so we were just sitting there waiting for our interviews to come in and uh i was talking to him about because uh ozzy osborne was headlining the night that we were playing okay and i was telling him you know i was i'd never seen him before and i was just really pumped on that and um and, and I was just like, dude, I'm getting paid to sit here and talk to people and then go watch Ozzy Osbourne tonight. Yeah. And then Tim was like, dude, that's crazy. And he was like, man, I'm thirsty. Like, I want to get some water. And then just out of nowhere, some assistant rolls up with some water. And she's like, oh, here, here's some water. And we're just sitting there just like, where does this ever happen? You know, right. and like we were um, little things. Like we were down at our meet and greet today. I was like talking to some people. And then our tour manager comes up and he gave me my buyout for today. It's like, you know, like a $40 buyout. And, like, I'm sitting here talking to these people. And then this guy just comes up and, like, hands me money. I'm right. just like, dude, this is, like, just – it's it's really, really, really cool. And uh, I, I I just want to not lose that perspective, you know, yeah. of just how, like, this is just crazy. And then I get to go home and hang out with my kids and not have to go work a job. I can just go and play with my kids all day. And it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, so it's – it's crazy. All right. Again, another big thank you to Chris for taking the time to talk with us. If you haven't checked out Under Oath's new album, Erase Me, please check it out. You can uh, download it on iTunes, stream it on your favorite uh, streaming app. And of course, uh, there's still a few dates left of the No Fix Tour. So if it's coming through your town, be sure to get out, check out the shows. A lot of uh, good bands on the tour, uh, including Dance Gavin Dance. So it's a fun time. See it if you can. If you like our podcast, be sure to subscribe. Also, leave us a review. Just pull up uh, our podcast on the podcast app on your phone. Let us know how you think we're doing. That's going to do it for this episode of It's All Dead. Again, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Kyle Hawk, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the It's All Dead podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. 
Then visit us at itsalldead.com for the latest music news, reviews, and much more.